We are back. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to see if I could cut you off on the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly, and we are here in the mansion. 1.0, once again, for the 78th time. See, I thought we were around. I didn't know Royal Rumble was our 77th. Big Ugly Man, we are just on our way to 100, aren't we? Yeah, man. Yeah, we, we're going to get there before we know it. And, uh, you know, joining us for the seventh time on our 78th podcast, and he is the uh, longest reigning guest at the seventh time, and also, as we understand, probably the highest rated guest, because more listens overall... Uh, on his podcast, Together Combined, Corey Berger, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, Corey. Oh, thanks for having me back. Of course. And it's great because, you know, this is what we've been in the, with, with what, 30 seconds into this podcast and we've already got 100 listens. <laughs> we, we're all about this live to stream, stream to live. You know, one day, one day, we, hey, we do that. The people listening in the archives, they don't, just because they didn't pay the subscription to get the live feed, you know, you can't really, it's not, a, not everybody has that income. There's you're, so you're many true. streaming services nowadays. It's true. Just, and that's why, and, and you mentioned the archives, we still have, we, you know, 77 episodes now in the archives on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course, Google Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and you'll find 10 other ways to listen to us. So, thank you for that, Corey, leading us into that uh, cheap, pop, shameless promotion kind of thing. <laughs> love it, love it, and I'll always thank you for... I mean, for, they're uh, already here listening, so they, you're they right. might as well check out the older ones. <laughs> and thank you again for uh, bringing us uh, the very wonderful Burger Cookies, B-E-R-G. G-E-R, and of course you can find them in, in supermarkets all over the place, and you'll ship them all over, uh, and you know, burger cookies, so thank you for that again, appreciate you. So, Big Ugly, what, what, so you, you took a lot of notes, I know you got a lot of things you want to say, I'm just playing with you, you, you got, you, you don't, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, I, have, I have no, <laughs> no, that's okay, because um, we talked about it, we were gonna, Royal Rumble was a big show, we had three plus hours, yeah. we did both Royal Rumble matches live, we also talked about some other stuff with uh, Dominic, aka Siler from EWA Pro Wrestling, and that, that was pretty cool that we got to sit and talk to him, um, and you know, now, we wanted, we were going to come back at Elimination Chamber because we're going to be on the road uh, to and from Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on March the 8th. But we wanted to we wanted to bring everybody back because we do have a special interview in the middle of this podcast in our second segment. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so we're going to be interviewing uh, fitness trainer Samantha Brooks. So we're breaking away from uh, our usual guy, Matt Tempe. We, we love Matt. We're we gonna get do him love back. Matt. We're going to get Matt back on the podcast this year, but we wanted to talk to Samantha Brooks, who's also a personal fitness trainer. And, of course, a unique thing about her being that uh, she has a plant-based lifestyle, which, you know, we will get into, and you guys will hear about that in our... Plant-based? I don't... <laughs> I, mean, I think that might mean something different just, to Corey. Just watch the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah. I guess I'm thinking it's not the same kind of plant based. Yeah. No. I don't. So I. Uh, yeah. I don't, I'm. I'm sure she'll explain it. Probably not the difference, yeah. but she'll she'll explain what she's doing. Yeah. You now can, you can figure out the difference. <laughs> I mean, walked into the mansion. I mean, even even the mansion has some overtones uh, sometimes when you're walking up the stairwells, and you never know. You could you could experience things, and this is why we're all eating burger cookies right now. Not I mean, only... you might you might need to start drug testing at security out there. <laughs> I mean, whatever makes was... them uh, live their best life and do their best work is what I'm all about. You mentioned something, and I'm going to go off on a tangent right real quick. The Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So I just saw it. 
for the first time. Um, you know, it came out very limited release in theaters, and then they took it on the road show, Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Mewes. Have you seen the movie, Corey? Yeah, yeah okay. I just watched it the other day. You did. Um, now, Big Ugly, I'm going to guess night, night you before? haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh my God! Get on it, man. Kevin Smith is a director, you know, and, and he and we could do some cross promotion here. Maybe I mean he's pretty big, you know. We're kind of minuscule on his level, but um, so Corey, uh, let's let's just real quick dive in. Uh, give it a star rating in between one and five, first of all, and then talk about how you liked it, if you liked it. Um, I mean it was four or five. Okay, it was, it was great. So you enjoyed the story, um, you know. Kevin Smith brought in his story. actual. <laughs> there, was just, a, there was a story. I mean, there was a little bit of a story. Kevin Smith brought in his actual daughter, who is named Harley Quinn, which is very interesting. That's like her legit name. That's her legit name. That's hey, a shoot. That's a shoot. Uh huh. And uh, she played Jason Mewes' daughter in the movie. Um, who, who found out, you know, they found out later in the movie, both of them found out they were father and daughter. Um, and the whole thing was wrapped around a reboot of the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back movie that was in 2001. So now, can you really, is it really a reboot if they constantly reference <laughs> the original movie? They did have a, it's the, that's, so it was a sequel that just happened to be called reboot. Mm-hmm. I would have been spoof on reboots, too, because it was oh, basically it was. It the was, same, was almost the same exact movie, and just in modern days, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very interesting. And they were all heading to Chronicon, as it were. Is that a real thing, Corey? I have no clue. Okay, I, I thought if anybody knew, you might, uh, just because you're knowledgeable in the area of the world. Um yeah, yeah, because I'm such a big Jay and Silent Bob. You fan. are. Right, right, you are. As I am, too. But I didn't know if it Did was Did love legit. the Blunt Man and, and Chronic. Yeah, man. Uh, comic book. <laughs> so it, it was very interesting. They were taking a road trip. Uh, you know, they, they did a lot of different things. A lot of guest stars in the movie again. Um, and uh, one person was missing, though. Uh, Randall. Randall Graves. Um, uh, what was his name? I can't remember his actual name, but... Uh, uh, apparently he signed on to do Clerks Three there now, so that's coming. But it was an entertaining movie. If you ever get a chance to see him, Big Ugly, the, the Kevin Smith movies are very entertaining, and they shoot back to almost every movie they did: Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma. Well, not just their movies, uh, and they <laughs> a bunch of other movies, including Marvel movies and DC movies, and yeah. the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies. Yes, Be because I uh, Jason <laughs> Lee was. Uh, Dave Seville in those movies. Okay. That's right. How about and Kevin that? Smith did discover that man. So. Yeah. I know that Kevin Smith is like a huge comic book fan. I, I, yeah. Hearing you list out all of those movies made me realize I've never seen a Kevin Smith movie. Mm. Like, did I've you never, see Cop Out? Not, no. no. Zach okay. and Miriam make a point well, they kept, No. In, in, the, in, the, in the movie, they kept <laughs> referencing how bad Cop Out was. So <laughs> No, I've never seen any Kevin Smith movie. I, I've always known who he was. Yeah, but I just never watched any of his stuff. Okay, he—he's. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Red State was really good. Okay, was, Red State. What about that? Uh, it's not funny, but it was good. What was the one uh, Tusk? I never saw that. Yeah, I never saw that either. Okay. Oh wait, Tusk is a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, that's the one you saw. That's the one <laughs> I saw. Yeah, yeah. That's the one where uh, the uh, what's the guy's name? Justin Long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes and the guy like makes him into a. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so you know Tusk. Well, yeah, man, we got to get on the ball, Corey. 
Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty interesting because I've always wondered about that movie because it's not a typical Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, no, it was more like... Um, they made a couple jokes about it was that like the, bad too. It, it was like mm-hmm. The Human Centipede, if anybody's ever seen that. It was kind of oh. had those vibes, but on like a, a better budget. And Justin Long was in the reboot of Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He was uh, the gay lawyer, which actually, I think, came from Zack Amiri Make a Porno. At least the character, I think. I don't know about the actual name. Oh, oh, you mean Dick Wolfer on Grinder? Yeah. <laughs> Dick Wolf on Grinder. He uses that low uh, kind of Batman. <laughs> and he type hits voice. that line like four or five times in a two minute in a two minute span. It's hilarious. He does. Oh man. <laughs> So, yeah, to check it out. I mean, I don't know. As far as movies go these days, I mean, there's not too much that's out or coming out. I mean, we had a big discussion about Disney Plus last time, you know, we in, a, in the past couple of months, and, and The Mandalorian. Um, you know, a, anything out there, Big Ugly, that's on the movie scene? Um, no, man. I mean, uh, it's kind of a, Sonic the Hitchhog fans, of course, like, hey you now. Know, the families, you know, Sonic just came out. Um, you know, I mean, the movies during this time period are pretty pretty dry for yeah. the most part until we get to about April. Okay. April start kicking off some of the the big stuff coming out. Um, you know, right now I don't think Disney Plus really has much. I did hear two things, cool things. Uh, that number one, Rick Moranis is going to be coming back to do oh, Honey I Shrunk God, the Kids. I hope that's true. And I really uh, he's coming too. out of retirement. Welcome, welcome back, Mr. Moranis. Yeah, we've yeah. missed we've missed you. Uh, he's coming back to do that. And then number two, they're doing a Mighty Ducks series on what? Disney Plus. Yeah. And Emilio Estevez is reprising his role as Coach Bombay. Uh, so it'll be a whole new series. That one that one is uh I've se- I've actually they've there's photos. Yeah, I'm excited about yeah. these information yeah. on ice. Yeah. So um, they show yeah, exactly. So I think the two guys the older guys in those movies, the Hans and Franz and whoever it was, they they're probably both passed on, right? Yeah, that thing they might be gone. Yeah. yeah. But uh so he's reprising Coach Bombay. How about yeah. that? Which means we could see um reprisal from like Joshua Jackson. Yeah, Tommy. any of those you people. Know, yeah, in those any movies. of those people could come. I don't not, think they'll be regulars, not any but of them. Well, yeah, Goldberg. not, not we all of them. We won't see Goldberg. That's sad. Yeah, yeah. that is... That, that poor guy. Damn sad. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, yeah, that's... Okay, so Mighty Ducks... And that's on Disney Plus? It's going to be? Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a Disney it, Plus series. From what I've seen, yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah. yeah How so about that? That's pretty good. Other than that, um, yeah, I really don't have much in the way of, of movies right now. I, myself, haven't even been to the movies. Although, you know what? Speaking of Harley Quinn... You know the Harley Quinn movie was out, yeah, and it pretty much kind of bombed. Yeah, what happened shocking. with that? The the rating, the critics' reviews for it was great, but well, the people on. just didn't turn out. But then they changed the name, so let's see how it does this weekend. Wait a minute, what did they change the name for? <laughs> it, it it started off as like Harley Quinn. It started and off as Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Right now it's Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey. Well, it was Birds of Prey, and, and like it was like a long name afterwards. It was like Birds of Prey and the something, 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 something. You would think so you now they, the name now they recognition. It. Now they shorten it to just, what is it, Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey? I, it was longer. And I'm, I'm going first. off of what I heard yeah. on the radio. Did you see the movie, Corey? No, not yet. Okay. No. I, don't yeah. go, I don't go to the theater. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix okay. just won yeah. the uh, Oscar for... When it, um, when it pops up on my site, I'll check it out. There you go. Best actor for Joker. Uh, for Joker. Yeah, and he yeah. made a speech that had absolutely nothing to do with the Joker. Well, he did that during the Golden well, Globes. Well, I, I know. know. But, and it's funny it, because it's like this is what Ricky Gervais was just talking about, right? That was such about, a right? boring movie. <laughs> what, Joker? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you like it? It was, it was so boring. I only watched like the first half hour because it was just... Uh, you need to watch the rest. Yeah, you gotta watch like, the rest. Of it. it picks when, up. When does it get interesting, though? Because it's like, 
To each their own, yeah. as we're going to find out uh, Shout later. Shout out to Brad Pitt. He finally won an Academy Award. He did, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. So, uh, and I still want to watch that movie, too. I finally saw Terminator, Genesis. Okay. Yeah. And what'd you think? Wait, what? Is it Genesis? No, no it's a Dark Fate. No, this one's uh, Dark Fate. Yeah, Genesis was... Yeah, Genesis Fate. was the Amelia Clark one. Right. right. Um, the new one, right? With the, the yeah, the new one with Arnold. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. That was good. It was straight. I enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. It was kind of like, spoiler alert, but <laughs> it was kind of like the end of Arnold as the Terminator. Well, it we, was, we it was, of, it was kind of like... The Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Because <laughs> it's not a reboot. They're like, look, here here are the people from the original movies kind of passing the torch yeah. to this new generation. So it's... Okay. Yeah. That's that's the only similarities, though. But I, they, they, they found no a way to twist the story to bring back Arnold again. And we thought Arnold had terminated himself in, in 2. And then in 3, he was coming back as another version of the Terminator. You know what? You're, I'm lying now. Because think <clears> about it. Arnold says in a movie that there were... Or I think Sarah Connor says there were a few Terminators sent to kill John. So right. technically, they could still bring back Arnold again. They could bring him back again. It could be another Arnold. Because this random one, when That's they was true. on vacation in Hawaii or whatever the heck. Yeah. You know, after this entire movie where they're defending themselves and each other, he just comes up and snuffs out John Connor. Yeah. I mean, are you serious? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's no spoiler. If you haven't seen that movie by now, you probably ain't going to watch it anyway because it's been, what, a couple months now? Yeah, definitely, yeah. All right, so yeah. pa- pardon our spoilers. We've talked about that before, but so you so you enjoyed it, though. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. I watched I mean, that in Gemini Man. Away the ending. So. That was like... That was like 10 minutes into the movie. It's not like, you know. <laughs> I know. Well, that's the individual. And I did not give away the ending, no. But you should watch the movie. Arnold is... Uh... Here's the ending. Oh, See, God. when they get... No, I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I'm not doing Spoiler alert. Go ahead, Corey. Um, no, but yeah, that's that's kind of... We're, we're in the lull for movies right now. So we'll, we'll get back to it. Because, you know, this podcast is about professional wrestling. So why don't we talk a little bit about that? We haven't gotten there yet. Is it? <laughs> Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We can just take out the wrestling. Um, You know, of course we got... it's time for some (laughs) rebranding. I mean, we could just, you know, uh, we could go back to Deacon Storm. Shout out to the Deacon. We're going to talk about him in a minute. Just take out this word wrestling. Dirty Ugly XFL podcast. Well, I mean, you know, XFL is on on the background. We are muted, but we are watching the New York Guardians and the DC Defenders. So let's talk about the XFL then. Okay, so this is kind of about pro wrestling. Oh, so I'm just... So you just let the guest run the segment. Yeah, Yeah, right. right. Who else comes out there on a tangent? Yeah, you, you, got the most, you got the most listens. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, so let's, like like Big Ugly said, let's talk about it. So, um, I maybe had the only one here at the table at the present time that has seen, other than what's on, you know, one of the uh, the 150-inch plasma screens that's behind us, um, the XFL. So, am I right about that? No XFL for you, Big Ugly, yet? I've, I haven't seen a full game. Full I game. have watched some okay. of last week, but not a full game. Good. Yeah. And Corey... No, I've, I mean, I haven't watched any. It's, okay. It looks like football. Uh, <clears throat> Definitely. It's, it's I mean, my back's to the TV right it's, now. <laughs> I mean, it is 150. I got to get, you know, the, the surround screen, kind of like that new uh, arena at the Sophie Stadium in uh, Hollywood where WrestleMania is going to be in 2021. That's what we need. They're going to try to beat their own record. I don't think they're going to beat 101,000. But anyway, we're going to get back to that. XFL. All right. Eight teams. $100,000 per game you can win as a team if you win the game. I guess if you lose, you make something, but not $100,000. And I guess the winning, the final Super Bowl or whatever, the championship game, is a $1 million game. So, that's where the money stands. Eight teams. You saw a little bit of it. What would you think, Big Ugly? 
Um, yeah, I gotta say, I'm personally, I like it. I think that, and you know, we kind of talked about this a little bit offline. Mm-hmm. It is definitely less gimmicky than that first time around in the early 2000s. It looks more just legit, <clears throat> straight football, even the way it's shot, mm-hmm. very much like you know the NFL. Yeah, I love some of the changes, more specifically the kickoff. Like I love that they're like all lined up. Right. Nobody can run until the the catcher catches the ball. Right. And then they run. Like I like that. I think it works. Uh, very well. So no um, cameramen on the field this this go round. They're they're on the sidelines. I don't know if they're on, on the, the field. Yeah, well, because remember they they had them on the field. Yeah, they the did. First time <laughs> they were running and up. They and got down. hit too. Yeah. I don't think we have that. But the the camera that uh, Vince did incorporate the one that slides uh, back and forth on the uh, the string and goes back and forth. Vince incorporated that, and in the NFL is still using that to this day. So they still have that camera. Oh, why wouldn't they? I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool that uh, Vince's stamp is still on it. Vince, I didn't know he's the one that started it. Yeah. I, did, I never realized that. Okay, mm-hmm. that's dope. The, the original XFL, which tanked, uh, ultimately, that was one of the, the good things that came out of it. Um, Vince <laughs> did not come out on the field. Uh, Jesse Ventura was not on commentary, and he did not say, This is the XFL! God <laughs> damn it! If there's no Jesse Ventura, what's, what's even the point? <laughs> But the thing is, they have legitimate sports casting announcers. They are treating this like a legitimate sport of what football. Are you, what are you trying to say about Jesse Ventura? Nothing at all. I'm just saying he's a gimmick in himself, and yeah. he was he was a, he was a politician yeah. as well. Well, <laughs> he was a gimmick. He was a gimmick. And um, but yeah, no, they they've got uh, actual like football sportscasters, uh, different teams with different uh, you know different teams of sportscasters with different teams, uh, eight different stadiums. Including MetLife, where we were last year for WrestleMania, um, which is a, I think this is that's a too big of a stadium for this. I think they need to keep it small oh, at the is beginning. It, is it looking empty. Yeah. Well, it... MetLife was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's eighty thousand people you can be in there, and there may there might have been five to ten. But if you have it in a smaller field like Audi Field, if we can see it on the TV here, there's a lot of empty seats. But there is a lot of empty seats. This is the second. But that's week. pretty. I would say that's pretty typical. Uh, that's to be expected. A lot of NFL teams are pretty empty the second week, right? Because that's like not even. What is, I don't know how the season works. Like pre preseason. That's preseason, what is, right. right? Yeah. And this is just getting its legs under. Is this a preseason or are they, no, this, they, they roll right into? They it? roll right in. No preseason. They just. Oh, go. that's right. Because they they said that the NFL was their preseason. Right. That's, <laughs> that's a nice. Because yeah, the, the Super Bowl will get you warmed up for the real football, the XFL. <laughs> Uh, the game does move a little faster. I mean, it's it, as a spectator on television, and I will be going to see a live game in March. It's pretty fun to watch. Um, <clears throat> the play clock is 25 seconds instead of 40. Um, there, uh, there's no more extra point after a touchdown. You, you have an opportunity to go for one, two, or three points by running a play from the two, five, or ten yard line. Uh, there's a couple of different things that just make it. Pretty entertaining, and it, they treat it like real sports. So they got a big TV deal with ABC, ESPN, Fox, FS1. Um, so what you're saying TV is deal. the XFL could be coming to the Disney Plus package. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could be. I mean, there's, <clears throat> there's ESPN. If you you know, it's you get the combo. That's right. The Hulu. It's Hulu. part of that. Hulu. That's wow. part of that. Yeah. I mean, like I was telling you earlier, you yeah. know, I think the XFL has potential of being a big success. I think that with all of the coverage from these major networks, and they're actually taking it seriously. Yeah. Even on a ride here, I heard on a radio, the uh, the, 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 DJ, the the jockey was talking about how, you know, bragging about the D.C. defenders 
you know, and they're winning and stuff. So it's yeah. obvious that they're getting a lot of publicity. I think you combine that publicity and you start actually getting some XFL stars, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that the XFL can really start to start to fill those stands. So what what do you did they uh, pick the location for all their teams based on poor NFL team performance or was it just DC? <laughs> Well, I mean, the New York Giants weren't doing too well either. Well, no, because they got a Seattle team. The Giants and, and, and the, the Seahawks are good. They do have the Seattle uh, team. So it's, right? it's probably <clears throat> just coincidence. Yeah. Then. Coincidence. So I would like. I wonder if uh, they picked people eight. in those areas are as excited about the XFL as people in DC, in DC are as excited <laughs> to have a football team that's actually doing well. Yeah. Unbelievable. I think. Well, with the Defenders winning uh, their second game after this one, I think they won more games than the Redskins did this year. So, ouch. I'm uh, sorry. I apologize. Hey, you we shouldn't be the one apologizing. Lord, I, well, yeah, that's true. But you know what? It's it's good because I mean, <coughs> DC and and Seattle, New York, all these these are good football markets. These are good I mean, sports markets. Well, yeah. And how could you really like? Can't put you, it in. Why like, would you trash it? Because it's going to bring some money in. Yeah. And I think it's not even about the money at this point. I think Vince, if he loses everything he put into this, it's a wash for him. It's I mean, he's so far in the positive side that this this was a, a venture for him and, and, and an entire team of people for two years to build up to this thing. So if it lasts two years, he'll at least break even on that. But it could last longer than that. This has got potential. I hope, I hope it lasts longer. I'm actually, yeah, because you know, really yeah, it runs in the off-season, so it doesn't actually compete with the NFL, which would obviously yeah. be a mistake. That would be terrible. I will say what hurts fit for me is that Saturday time slot. Like, I feel like Saturday is just not the best. And this is just me personally. Like, I'm just not in front of the TV as much, mm-hmm. which I think is going to hurt so you my... Feel, you feel it? Because the NFL does Saturday games too, don't they? No, well, they Sunday, Sunday and Thursdays. They did Sunday, Sunday, Sunday Monday, Thursday. So it's playoffs that they do Saturday. Yeah, right. Okay. But that's kind of like you're trying to cram it all in there. Yeah. Sure. So with playoffs, you're either invested yeah. or you're And not. here, so and they're they're playing every game. It's not like you're you're missing game. Like if you watch an NFL season, which is huge, well, they you're don't have miss a lot of games. They don't have as many teams that they're... Right, exactly. So you're right going to get four games a week. Yeah. Uh, Saturday afternoon, like late afternoon, early evening. One will start after the other one ends, and then one on Sunday. Same thing. Sunday afternoon, Sunday it, evening. The, the, you know, the better they do, the more teams they'll introduce. Right, and yeah. that's that's the next thing. You know, and that's where Big Ugly said, if we get some, you know, big name players, and we get some recognition on here, um, and you start selling, you know, jerseys and tickets and all kinds of other stuff, yes. you go on, you're going to open up new doors for new markets. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to want more Yeah, because other cities are going to want, yeah, so they're they're, want them there. They're yeah. obviously they're not going to do a whole lot to the NFL because they're not paying what the NFL pays. No, absolutely not. They don't no, have, no, the, no. They don't have the, the, the running time and the recognition yeah. of the NFL. No. What this, I'm curious to see is how it affects the ratings of college basketball. Okay, because this is... For years, forever, they've... They've owned March pretty much True. unopposed by any other sport. Absolutely, 100%. And that is not going to be the case this year. No, and they're going to run into this, and that's when the, the, the bulk of their season into their playoffs, XFL. But, you know, March Madness has been around for ever, like you said. Yeah, but I know I know a lot of people that aren't basketball fans, mm-hmm. but just they get they get into the March Madness because there's no other sports on yeah, and then they get into the tournaments, and then they, they get into the gambling, but they get into just watching it. Right, there's no other sports on, but now you have right. an alternative. So 
Now, maybe not even an alternative, but, but is that mostly played on weekends as well? Mostly on Saturdays? Best I have college no basketball? I don't follow it. Oh, okay. I just, Yo, well, you I know, have more information than I did. I just I know <laughs> I know a few people that follow it, but I know a lot of people that don't follow it, but they watch the the finals. Oh, sure. Because yeah. there's nothing, there's no other sports to watch. Okay. Which, I don't know. See, I'm not a sports guy, so that gotcha. that itself doesn't make any sense to me, but... You, you do know. like sports entertainment, though. Right, but, like, <laughs> I don't... I just, I, I don't see how... I'll be, if I'm a football fan, I don't see how basketball is... You know, like, it's, I don't see how that's the same thing. Yeah. It's like a in sport, a same, you know, but it's same, a in the opposite way. If you're a different... basketball fan, I don't see how... How watching yeah. football is gonna that's gonna get you your sports fix. That's just gotcha. They're so drastically different. True that. I guess the I guess the bigger picture is just I guess it's all competition. Yeah. I mean I don't know well, how much that, may, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I see. I being a sports entertainment fan, I don't. <laughs> that's not the competition part's not weighed as heavily on me. Right. So. Unless you're in AEW, where they do take that, or at least they did wins and losses and all that. Oh, is that already over with? They like already. They're backing off. They're <laughs> putting a lot it to keep track of. Yeah, yeah they're putting it the, on the graphics when they when the guys come out, yeah. but they're really not like uh, Jr. and Tony and uh, uh, God, what's the guy? What's the mask guy's name? Uh, the oh, anyway, the announcer. I can't yeah. remember. I'm sorry, but they they're not putting it over as hard as they were. Yeah, it's funny because Booker T time. said that would happen because he said he tried to do that with his reality of wrestling, and it's just yeah. too much to. Maintain, and so yeah. uh, it is a lot to maintain. Yeah. Um, but I just say the XFL. Good luck to it. I mean, it, it's it's interesting. It's fun to watch. We'll see. Uh, and, and we were talking a little bit offline just to kind of cap this. Um, it's NFL. A lot of players that got to the NFL that are on practice squads or sitting on the bench the entire season, getting paid to do nothing, uh, or getting just torn up in practices. But these guys actually get to come out and get reps and play, and you know, actually get out here and do something. Or it's college players that don't necessarily get drafted, or it's guys that may, might it be at the sense. end of their career. Like, I mean, to me, <clears throat> I don't. I've never played football. So True. getting paid to sit on the bench and do nothing seems like a dream job. <laughs> uh, but to, you don't get to the NFL. You don't just happen to make right. it to the NFL. You make the NFL because you love to play football sure. and football is your life. So I could understand how that would not be a dream to make it to the NFL but mm-hmm. not play. Right. Like, just to just sit there and watch. The other. I could see how you might look sure. at other options. But there's this- always been other options right like arena football uh, there's there's not... arena football which is a little different the field is half the size and the oh, game goes oh, wow. a lot faster so if you think well, about obviously because it's inside of an arena <laughs> yeah so it makes sense yeah <laughs> but it's the, the scores are always like 60 to 50 the game moves so fast um every play is a touchdown pretty much uh and it's there's nothing wrong with it there so it's is like so so that is that's the cross between basketball and football. Right. <laughs> Arena yeah. football. Right. right. And there, there's a couple semi-pro teams, but there's no TV money. It's like, you know. i slam ball. Slam ball. Yeah, the one with the trampolines. All right, now. Oh, oh no, no, that would be awesome. That. I remember that. I yeah. can dig that. Yeah. That was so or fun. Or rollerball. You know, it's, it's it all these different things. Oh, rollerball was the movie. That was the movie. All right. But Roller Jam, I think, was the. Uh, was, the that was the, the derby show, right? Yeah. With the roller derby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, and one more thing about the XFL. Uh, okay, absolutely. You, you mentioned Colin Kaepernick. Uh, yes. So he apparently wanted too much money. Yeah. What the, 
they approached him, and uh, you know, I think that in all fairness, I believe they approached Colin Kaepernick at the time before Colin Kaepernick recently did his last and probably final workout for the NFL. Yeah. So I think at this point they were still hoping to get into the NFL, which I think even now he still would like to play in NFL. And so I think when they approached him, he wanted, you know, probably almost like NFL style salaries. And I mean, these are players that are making like 50K a year. If you that, know? yeah. If that, right. So there's no way Colin Kaepernick's getting, you it's know, $3 million dollars for a season. Yeah. So um, I personally think it would probably be good for him. First, buddy. You know, I think it'd be good for him but you know i see how I, I guess he wants to keep his brand at a certain level and uh you know at the end of the day i'm like i'm sure colin kaepernick's not hurting for money he has a nike endorsement deal yeah so i feel like it comes if down you just want to play football correct exactly not? if you want to play football you got one company that's not interested in you you got another company that where you know you're going to shine yeah because yeah. you've been playing at a higher level than all of these guys and like you said there's no superstar the, name right. recognition yeah. on the xfl you're going to be the face of this company, you understand what I'm saying? He's going to be the knee right, yeah. of the. No, I'm that's terrible. That's terrible. So, but you know, hey, everybody makes their, you know, their own decision. So it, it won't happen there because you know they've never. Vince has never been a fan of the national anthem. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> All about God bless America for him. Hey, it's. I mean, it's. I tell you what, it's a more fun song. It is. It's way more fun. God bless America. Huh? It's, it's just. You know, anyway. Anyway, what do you say? Uh, we take a break uh, and uh, we uh, let everybody listen to this wonderful interview with uh, Samantha Brooks, uh, you know, a personal trainer, plant-based, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, got a lot of great information. Why don't we do that? And then when we come back in our third segment, we'll talk about professional wrestling a little bit. Because we've been talking about everything but so far. We kind of threw in a little <laughs> pro wrestling here. But, I mean, that's okay. Because, uh, you know, we got a whole lot of pro wrestling in the Royal Rumble podcast. And we got a whole lot coming up in the Chamber and then a Mania podcast. So, uh, how about that? We take a little break. And we'll come back with more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Yep. <laughs> We are back on the dirty. Okay, I didn't know who was starting this segment. On the dirty, ugly wrestling podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly. And we are once again joined by the proprietor. Uh, the family is the proprietor of Burger Cookies. B E R G E R Corey. How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. And as always, thank you for bringing us uh, some goodies. We appreciate you, but uh, thank you for joining us for about the seventh time on our podcast. You are now the uh, all-time leader in guest appearances on the podcast. Uh, not just appearances, but ratings too. <laughs> uh, you, know. you definitely. You, I mean, uh, if you if you add all of th- my, this is true, including including the uh, the number of listens that this this podcast already has as you're listening to it now. <laughs> Like we're going live, like that we've done that before, Big Ugly. <laughs> that's, that's pretty yeah. cool. So um, we got a little special treat for everybody on this edition. I didn't bring enough cookies for your all your listeners. Oh, you're not talking. Right, I'm sorry. <laughs> you brought enough for us, but uh, you actually might, uh, you know, encourage our next guest to uh, try out some burger cookies and and, and enjoy them at, at a certain point in time. Ten percent, as we'll figure <laughs> out in, in the conversation. Uh, Big Ugly, would you like to introduce our very special guest. Yeah, so um, typically, as everybody knows, for the past couple of years, we've been having uh, fitness trainer Matt Timby come on the podcast and talk to us about different things, but 
today is different and it's special because we have a personal fitness trainer, um, Samantha Brooks. Sam, how you doing? Yeah, we're glad to have you on. So um, Sam has been doing fitness training for a while now, um, and um, she's very unique because also she leads a plant-based lifestyle, which we're going to talk about, and so we're very excited to have this combo. Sam, just tell us a little bit about how long you've been um, on the fitness grind and, and training people and all of that. Yeah, of course. So um, I really got into personal training about seven years ago. Um, I was living in Miami at the time, working retail sales, and I just wasn't consistent with working out. Um, maybe had a yoga class here or there, aerobics, but never really stayed consistent. And to be quite honest, I was just really tired of how I was feeling, and I kind of knew I wanted to change. Um, and so from there, I really just kind of dug a little bit deeper into, like, you know, what is it I can do to kind of change up the way I'm feeling and just, you know, <clears throat> have a little more energy. And so I really started... Um, changing my diet is how it originally started. Um, so I, I, trans, I transitioned into like a plant-based diet first. Um, and then from there, I really got into fitness training. So about seven years ago. Man, yeah. now. That's awesome. Yeah. And are you yeah. sticking with it? When you made this uh, decision and this transition seven years ago, have you fallen off the wagon, Sam? Or are you sticking with it? Are you pretty consistent with it? So now it's a lifestyle for me. So it's not even like falling on or off a wagon. Um, it is a wagon, right? It is It is truly my lifestyle now. But I will say in the beginning stages, though, of, of transitioning, um, I really had to find what worked best for me. And so originally um, going into that journey, you know, I, I kind of started with going vegan first, um, with kind of cutting everything out of my diet, cold turkey. Um, and it just didn't work well for me. I, I didn't really get great feedback. I was losing a lot of weight. Um, I was still deficient in a lot of things. Um, and then I really went back to the drawing board and had to figure out, you know, why isn't this working for me? And so just doing more research, um, I decided plant-based was best for me. Um, and so with plant-based, you know, it's, it's that 90-10 rule. So 90% of the time you're eating, you know, whole foods, whole grains, unprocessed foods, uh, vegetables, legumes, you know, um, fruits. And that 10% is that window that kind of locks you to, you know, do what's best for your body, whether that be, you know, meat consumption, dairy. Uh, fish, you know, but that small 10% window, so you don't really feel like you're depriving yourself, um, you're really just kind of minimizing those things that are unhealthy for you, but really incorporating whole foods on a daily How about uh, burger cookies, Corey? How about that 10%? Should she uh, include <laughs> burger cookies yeah, in that 10%? Percent? Um, <laughs> I feel like that would mean that that ten, I mean if if that ten percent needs to be sugar, <laughs> um, then then yeah we we got you covered. <laughs> it could be, you know, at a minimal, the burger fifty, it could be. Yeah, yeah, Sam, you definitely need to check that out. Uh, B e r g e r. They ship all over. You know, you just go to the website or you know the Facebook page. Just just find it. Burger cookies. It's it's awesome. But uh, you talked about plant based, and I know Big Ugly. You wanted to dig more into that. Yeah, man. Uh, and so, Sam, so I was going to ask you. You know, since we're on the topic of the the plant based, like, you know, how has that impacted you know your your overall health i feel like nowadays like just like veganism and doing plant-based is like becoming really popular and mainstream now so how's that impacted you and your 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 fitness like do you feel like it contributed you know more in a positive way than eating meat and things like that absolutely and, and let me just say for the record i don't you know i don't i don't bash anybody for their it's all personal preference right and so um at the end of the day i always tell people do what works best for you and what works best for your body 
Um, however, you know, when it comes to plant-based, I do think that the benefits of it, um, everybody can benefit from. Um, because, you know, when you look at a plant-based diet, like I said, it's not really about deprivation. It's more about minimizing the things that we know are at all, um, sorry, minimizing things that are unhealthy for us as a whole. Um, like when we talk about processed sugars or processed foods, um, those things as a whole are not good for us, and they should be minimized no matter what type of diet you're on. So um, I think that, you know, just speaks volume to everybody. When you talk about veganism um, or being vegan, um, it's more so of, of a preference of not eating meat or dairy or, or you know, for the purpose of, of animals or, or different things, right? When you talk about plant-based, um, it's overall for the environment. Um, you know, you're definitely saving the environment. Um, you're, you're minimizing, you know, um, you know, with, with, um, with abuse for animals, if that's something that, you know, you have integrity with. Um, overall health with lowering diseases and your risk for diseases, um, but just really keeping you optimal health in general um, with the energy that you feel. I mean, overall for me, I felt a tremendous difference. Like I said, when I first transitioned, I went vegan. And for me, that just didn't work well because you can still be vegan and eat a lot of processed foods. You know, french fries are vegan. There's a lot of things that are vegan that are still processed that still have a lot of sugar or hydrogenated oils. Um, and so really it's about eating whole foods, and so when you do that, um, I mean, you get more mental clarity, um, you have more energy, um, I'm not prone to getting sick as much, um, I feel fuller longer without having to eat so much, I'm not snacking as much, um, so I mean, overall, especially even in the fitness training world, um, you know, fueling my body the right way, um, how it impacts my workouts, you know, having more energy to work out, or post-recovery, recovering a little bit faster, um, you know, when you eat that, you feel bad. And when you eat good, you feel good. Um, and so that saying of, like, you are what you eat, I'm a true advocate of that. Um, so what you put in your body is, as a whole really does reflect inside out. So um, I think everyone can benefit from eating a whole food diet, for sure. No, that's all very interesting. I didn't know any of that yeah. until we sat down at this table. I wish you had to mention French fries, though. That's, like, my favorite food. <laughs> <laughs> and one of mine, too. Right? One of mine, too. And so, you know, French fries, and like I said, there's a time and a place for everything. Right, time and a place. And so you can still, and that's the thing about plant-based, right? I'm not saying you can't have French fries, but maybe you make homemade fries with, you know, an avocado oil or an olive oil, and you're baking them yourself, ah, opposed to eating, ah. you know, white potatoes and deep frying them in, you know, peanut oil or canola oil, you know? So, like, there's a way to still enjoy everything that you love without feeling huh. like you're deprived. I, I'll give you and a heads up to them air fryers. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's 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 a very. I mean, there's de definitely alternatives. There's different ways to go, and, and the better you feel. First of all, there's catchphrases in everything that she's saying. I'm writing them down. So there's like bumper stickers. <laughs> there are T-shirts. Um, there there is marketing to be had here. But no, that's that's all very very interesting. And and you did mention, um, you know, you're working out and everything like that. And we've talked about this with Matt Temby and with some other people. Uh, Sam, I just want you to talk about your. A personal, you know, you know, your workout regimen is, is in the gym, and then as opposed to that, you know, what can we do when we make the choices that we make? Um, can, you know, do we have to invest in going to the gym? I mean, obviously, good thing, or can we? Is it things that we can do at home other than, uh, you know, the way we, uh, you know, put what we put into our bodies? Talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So, I mean, on the flip side of nutrition, which is, you know, I go back to that eighty twenty rule. Eighty percent is definitely your nutrition and what you put in your body. Um, but that 20% really is about fitness um, and really working out for just keeping overall optimal health. 
Um, and so if you, you know, have the benefit of being mobile and being able to get up and move around, you know, every day that's a blessing. That's a privilege we shouldn't take lightly. Um, and so whether you're just taking a brisk walk on a daily, whether that's on your lunch break or after work or you're actually hitting the gym, um, it's definitely doing your body a good thing um, for your heart health, your mental clarity, your stress levels, I mean, overall health in general. And so for me, um, training's just been a huge portion of my life, obviously, with transitioning plant-based um, and working out. They just go hand in hand. Um, and so for me, I'm, I'm on a four- to five-day regimen, workout regimen. So what that looks like for me is uh, Monday through Friday, I'm typically in the gym for about an hour. Um, I do a lot of strength training. Uh, a lot of weightlifting and, and maybe 20 minutes of cardio with that. Um, I try to incorporate yoga in one time a week just to keep flexibility and, um, you know, really just to keep my zen going if I, if I will. Um, but really, you know, four to five days a week in the gym and then also that recovery piece is huge, you know. So when you work out, you definitely want to make sure that you, you know, invest that time into recovery of just rest, um, stretching your muscles out and, and just giving them time to rebuild. But like I said, anyone that's mobile, I mean, really incorporating exercise into your, your daily regimen um, is so important. And so even if you can't get to the gym, of course, there's so many ways now um, with online programs, um, YouTube. I mean, you can type in anything and find a cool workout, um, even if it's just walking in place, like I said, at home. I mean, just getting at least 30 to 40 minutes of some exercise in for your heart health is so important and vital. Um, and I think, you know, it's so possible to do anywhere now. I mean, they have workouts you can do anywhere. You see people in the airport, you know, doing stretches and working out. I mean, you can get it done anywhere. So um, I definitely think incorporating that into your lifestyle is just a huge, huge portion of just maintaining your overall health for sure. I highly recommend the DDP yoga myself. Hey. Okay. I, I love it. It's, it's, that's a good one. DDP yoga. So yeah. that, that ties into our professional wrestling podcast. You know, that we, we, uh, we are based in professional wrestling, but we go off on hundreds of different oh, yeah, tangents. That's where it started. <laughs> that's where long, it all started. Yeah. So, but yeah, DDP yoga. That's definitely a good idea. Do you, do, you do yoga, Sam? Yes, she said. Once a week. I, I don't actually teach yoga, but I do attend yoga. Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. She said, she said uh, for the flexibility and. She does it at least once a week. Once a week. Okay. I'm sorry. I must have zoned out. I, uh, no, it's uh, she dropped a lot of information. <laughs> she did. It wasn't and that's why yeah. we're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn yeah. Radio, and you can Google us so you can listen to that information yeah. over and over and over exactly. again. See, yeah. I told you yeah, about self promoting. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, yeah, if you haven't tried yoga, you have to try it. Even if it's, I mean, even there's a lot of different. Even if you take it to a yoga studio, just even like some mobility oh, work in the morning. You know, they say like five minutes of mobility stretching in the morning or before bed. I mean, you, your body, it just does it so much justice of like stretching out. Always think of it like, you know, when you, when you get out of bed in the morning, we're so tight. Our neck is tight. Everything's been, you know, solid and, 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 and not moving for all those hours, right? So to really stretch it out for the day, I mean, you do your body so much good. I really, really diving into some of those stretches. So even if you don't do yoga, try some mobility stretches. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm so yeah. I'm bad at that too because I, I hate stretching. Like I just go to the gym and get started. Like oh, I do, I do like oh. I do like eight push-ups and then I'm like I'm ready, man. Nah, man, you get this. <laughs> oh, my whole body tensed up just yeah. hearing that. <laughs> I hate it. No, yeah. you really want to loosen those muscles up before you get started, for sure. And then that allows you to think deeper into, you know, some of your form, I'm sure, with, like, your squatting or your deadlift. I mean, your muscles are a bit looser. I'm, I'm definitely sure you can see a different thing in form. Listen to the woman. Them back snaps. That's what, that's what I call deadlifts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, Sam, so question, like, when, when you're doing, when you're training, 
um, your your different clients. Like, what what do you focus on as far as the training? Like, are, are a lot of your clients more focused on muscle gains or fat loss? Like, kind of like, what do you, you like to specialize in? Because, I mean, I've seen your workouts on Instagram, and we're going to get your information after this. And That's they are right, pretty are. intense. I mean, I've seen exit tickets for your clients and everything. Which you can <laughs> please break that down for us. But, yeah, so, like... <laughs> Yeah, so I um well I specialize in a couple of things. Um, I love I really enjoy circuit training. Um, and so what that looks like is a variety of exercises you do for a time, you know, like maybe time intervals, but like thirty seconds. Maybe you have five or six different exercises with a group, and you can kind of rotate. Um, that keeps it interesting. It keeps the you know pretty high energy, you know, very vibrant dynamic going for people to really stay engaged because you have you know accountability partners nearby. I'm also specialized in strength training, so I have clients that, um, you know, not only want weight loss, but they want to tone and build muscle along the way. Um, I train both men and women, so, um, you know, strength training or weightlifting, I'd say I do mostly um, along with, with weight loss, but um, in terms of the training, I always try to just, always try to just, um, you know, make sure my clients know that, number one, every time they show up, that's half the battle, right? When you show up, you, you give yourself a round of applause for even showing up. Um, and number two, just give it your all. I mean, you showed up, so now you might as well just give it your all because I'm definitely going to push you. Um, and I think that's the whole point of having, you know, one of the points of having a trainer um, is that you think you have limits. And so oftentimes trainers push you past what you think your limits are. So right where you're ready to stop, I tell you, uh-uh, give me 12 more. Give me another round. Me <laughs> I another thought you were going to say give, give me two minute. more. <laughs> give me 12 more. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stretching yeah. anymore after talking to her. Yeah. For him. Right. I have to be able to be able to put put my mouth behind it. Put wow. Behind my mouth. 
That's strong. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. <laughs> I say, hey, I love it, man. <laughs> hey, say, I got a question for you. I wanted to double back. Uh, I know we had gotten off the topic of the plant based, but I did have something I wanted to ask you. Know, I feel like one of the uh, obstacles, or you know, that that might give people reservation about moving in this direction, becomes the actual like preparing of this food and that you know when we go to the grocery store it's so easy to buy all of the processed stuff all of the the things that's like right there on the shelves but you know being in in a plant-based lifestyle you have to be more you know thoughtful about you know what you're getting and what you're shopping for how did you start like you know learning about the different foods that you need to get like the brands and like actually preparing the meals like where were you getting the recipes from or any resources that you can share so that people might have an easier transition going from, you know, what they're they're eating now to, like, moving to this kind of lifestyle. <clears throat> sure, you're right. I mean, you, you think about changing your lifestyle, and, you know, we're not talking about a fad diet. We're talking about something to sustain for a lifestyle. It is a big move, right? So I always tell people, um, small steps. Don't try to just do one big leap of faith and think it's going to work. Really, really start with small steps. And so for me, um, it's really about finding the things I love. And, and learning how to remake those so I didn't feel deprived at all because oftentimes you start depriving yourself you just kind of want to go back to what you know so um, I really started just I mean sounds corny but like going to the library and just getting some books um, about plant-based lifestyle and from there I really just started doing more research online I mean on Instagram you can hashtag anything now it's like YouTube and find you know you can do plant-based foods or plant-based recipes and anything will pop up, and I, I remake a lot of things I see on Instagram, too. I'm always inspired, but going into the markets, I mean, it's really about um, making things that you recognize, so you can't go wrong with fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, um, so like your quinoa, your beans, um, you know, farro, there's tons of grains to choose from, um, and so from there, really substituting what you like, so even something like pasta, um, instead of opting for like the white pasta noodles, now they have so many different veggie options. Maybe you choose like a chickpea noodle or, you know, a lentil or a black bean noodle and you still do your pasta sauce. Um, but try to stay away from like, you know, processed things in boxes and cans. Um, and, you know, anything you pick up, just make sure the ingredients are things that you can recognize. And so, um, you know, again, I would say small steps. Um, start, you know, by learning how to remake the things that you love. Um, do your own research. You know, don't just, Take it from what someone says. Actually do the research yourself by, you know, going to the library, getting some books, YouTubing. Um, connect with somebody that's actually in the lifestyle so they can kind of guide you along the way. So get, like, an accountability partner or a mentor. Um, you know, creating a lifestyle, it definitely takes some effort and preparation. Um, and really, you know, like you said, preparing the meals is probably the one, of, one of the biggest things is actually just staying prepared. And so a lot of people say they don't have time to food prep or they don't like the prep. Um, but that's really key. Um, and so there's, there's so many ways that you can prep, um, you know, and still make it where, you know, it's not taking up a lot of your time, but really setting you up for success for the week. And so you can do that by, you know, researching or, or you know, like I said, an accountability partner or, or just looking on online of, of ways that you can do that. But there's so many resources now to figure out how to do it. It's something that's definitely attainable for everybody. Um, right. And when you take small steps to do it, it doesn't seem like some big thing that you have to conquer you literally do one thing at a time maybe you start with breakfast maybe you start two days out of the week you know um taking meat out of your diet i mean baby you know baby steps i like that the baby steps because yeah. I, I feel like yeah. most of the time 
you know, like you said, when you know when you did it early on, it's like you just want to jump in and just like eliminate everything at one time, and then can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. For me, it wasn't the right yeah. thing. Absolutely, it wasn't the yeah. right thing, and, and and being deficient in those things, you know. Um, oftentimes we think, you know, cutting out certain things. I mean, there's still there's still so many things our bodies need: vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And so even on a plant based diet, you know, I'm a huge advocate of. Um, you know, your herbal supplements and things that you should incorporate into your diet on a daily, things that we necessarily always can't get from food, um, things like algae and, and different plants that things give us. And so really just doing your research um, and just being open-minded to trying new things. I'll say that as well. There you go. Yep. So there's a, it's a couple of great take. There's a lot of great takeaways. By the way, go back and listen to this. You know, rewind on SoundCloud. Check this out. You know, um, do what's best for you. That's definitely one of the big takeaways. But if you have somebody like Samantha Brooks here, and she could, you know, she can be an accountability partner from afar. I mean, you know, or you know, she can suggest somebody that can. And I, I, and Sam said, did say the library twice. Does that st- is that still a thing? The library? <laughs> did they still have a building with actual books in it? Because if they do, I'm a big fan of that. Um, Like Corey, like, you know, all these uh, places that used to sell CDs and records and cassettes and all that, like Soundgarden and all that. Soundgarden's still there, man. Soundgarden's still still there. there, But there used to be a whole lot more places. But there's still actual libraries, so go do that. I mean, if you can physically get up and go out and walk... And then you can go up and tangibly touch something, I do believe. Um, that's a good thing. But, again, do what's best for yourself. Um, you know, Sam's on the Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You know, she's got the 80, 20, 90, 10. But that might not work for everybody on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. A lot of our listeners are, are eating burger cookies a lot. You know, a whole lot more oh, than hey one now. time a week. No, that's a good thing. But we need everybody to be accountable and be healthy and, you know, live the best life that they can. Um and, and we need to, you, you know, it, it, and Sam's doing it after seven years. She's still going strong. So, you know, what works best for you? And it's going to be a lifestyle choice. It's going to be, you know, a lot of different things. So there's a lot of great information. Sam, that's awesome. We need to promote. We need to promote Sam. So. Yeah. Sam, plug yourself, everything, where people can find you. Do it. How they can reach out to you for training and, and anything you got going on. I know you have like an Absolutely. ebook and on your website yeah. and everything. Let's talk about it. Yes, yes. So I definitely offer um, not just in-person training, but actual virtual training as well. So if we're not in the same city, um, that's no problem. We can still train. Virtual training is a big thing now. It's awesome. really easy to do. Um, so virtual training, I'm available. I am in the DMV area. I service that area for personal training as well. Um, and then I'm also a holistic nutritionist. So I do have an ebook online, a smoothie ebook, um, that really just teaches you how to incorporate um, herbs into your daily regimens to really build and live your best life. Um, and then also a 21-day challenge. I have several of those on my website as well that you can purchase. So really, like I said, if you need an accountability partner, if you need a game plan to keep you consistent, 21-day challenge is for you. So you can check out my website at www.traintothrivewellness.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram or Facebook at traintothrive underscore wellness. Um, and so I'd love to connect with anyone that's interested um, or wants to learn a little bit more, reach out to me. And Sam, I'm definitely going to reach out to you doing the uh, public relations for the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. So if you see Mikey D or DUW Podcast, uh, you see Michael D, uh, that's me. And if we connect up there, I will I will tag you. We will hashtag you. Excellent. Um, and we will, we will get it out there. We will promote 
the heck out of you. And we, if you don't mind, we'll follow up with you uh, maybe in about six months or so when we get into the holiday season because that's going to be a lot of times when a lot of people are going to, you know, try to set back. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I got holiday plans. Oh, there's all this food around. Um, and maybe we could talk about how He's talking we, about me. <laughs> I am talking about you. I'm talking about me too. But if that's okay, we can follow back up with you. Maybe you can give us some uh, some great alternatives on how we can live those best lives during our holidays and also stay true to ourselves. How do you, how do you feel about that? That would be perfect, and that's perfect timing. Because, like you said, I mean, just the way everybody's on their kick. You know, come next month, it'll be slowing down, um, and then come holiday time, you know, everyone kind of needs those tips and tricks to stay to stay on track so I would love that I would love that fantastic Big Ugly why don't you wrap this up because this is uh, great thank you for bringing we thank you Sam for coming on thanks bye (laughs) (laughs) and we're back with the alright you just you just gonna be the yeah that's just gonna be our leader from now on yep um, episode 78, Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, Dirty Mike, Big Ugly, and of course, Corey Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. Once again, thank you for joining us, the uh, all-time leading uh, runner of guests here of uh, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling yep. Podcast. Seven times. Seven times. And thank you for coming when back. I hit, when I hit ten, I get my own chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you certainly can. I mean, borrowing one of the, l- the lavish chairs around the mansion right now, but that's fine. So, a um, couple of shout-outs before we get into this uh, actual talking about pro wrestling, because, you know, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast, what we do, tangents is what we do. Yep. We call it the Dirty it's Ugly Tangent Podcast. a lot going on in the world, man. There is. There really is. Um so first of all, shout out to Jam and Jason. He's been a little bit down and out, um, you know, kind of some bad luck, uh, some things going on in the last couple of weeks here. But uh, hopefully he's doing better, feeling better. He's going to be up and around and, and doing his thing again. Because uh, Jam and Jason, a uh, great wrestling fan, a great father, a uh, hard worker, and uh, loves music. We're going to talk about music here in a little bit because we were talking offline. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to Jam and Jason. For real. And also to CM Funk, uh, the king of non-social media, hashtag, non-hashtag, the Baltimore Bass Busters on Facebook. Uh, shout out to him, too. What well, couldn't be with us today, but uh, sends his regards. And, of course, you know, shout outs to all these people. Michael Spedden, who has been on our podcast, actor and singer. Uh, Mike Melillo, who uh, just came out of open heart right. surgery not too long ago. And doing well, back with us, singing at the chorus of the Chesapeake. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Dominic uh, Seiler, you know, from EWA Pro Wrestling. Shout out to him for uh, joining us on the Royal Rumble podcast and all kinds of cross-promoting going on there. Uh, love to have uh, his group back in the mix here. Love it. So, let's go. Uh, we were talking about some things offline. And uh, we'll, we'll circle back around to the uh, the Ticketmaster, Pearl Jam, all that stuff at the end. So, you know, so public service announcement for everybody. Well, by the again, we're not endorsed by anybody and we're not slamming anybody not even hulu um you know n- nobody not even half of hulu not even the who not even the Lou. we're not slamming anybody and uh you know we we got burger cookies here of course we got uh barracuda wine uh we've got some coffee i don't know what if that's your own special brand of coffee or if that's uh you know any, anybody who's paying you promoting to do it we've got deer park water um and we've got the yeti I want to hear it, Big Ugly. Do the Yeti. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. It's Chewbacca-esque. 
Peter Mayhew, you know, and, God, and bless his soul, God rest his soul, you know, he'd be proud of you. He'd be proud of you. His eggs. He was the voice of Chewbacca, or was he in the costume too, or just the voice? I don't know. Okay. He had something to That's do with it. That's a CM phone question. That is a CM phone question, because he is the Star Wars uh, guru. So, let's just throw out some names here, and let's just start talking uh, in, in uh, pro wrestling. Because, you know, the Daytona 500 is going on. That's like the WrestleMania of uh, NASCAR racing. But, uh, you know, I don't think we've ever discussed NASCAR on the podcast. What, what's that? Days of Thunder. Oh, Days of Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Cruise. Are you are you a NASCAR fan? I, I, I'm really not. I mean, I, I have nothing against it. I've just never watched it. Never yeah. been. I went to a NASCAR event last year in, oh. in about April, and that was my first time being exposed to it. I got to say, when watching it at home, uh-huh. or like whenever I've seen it in the past, sure. it's, it's obvious. It's just looked boring. Like I'm not going to sit here and watch these guys go around the track 300 times in, in a circle. But yeah, when you are there and live, and like you hear the sound of those cars, mm-hmm. like and you can like see how fast they're going, it is exhilarating. Okay. Like, it's a it's a fun experience. Like yeah. Put it out there. Especially when they're all cut together, like and grouped together. That's Did you see like any uh, cr- car crashes? No. Mm. And shout out to those guys that be changing them tires, man. They be moving, man. I hope Fast. They, I hope they make money. <laughs> that's, where I, that's where I met Ray Mysterio. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. The pit crews. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. the pit crew? Well, <laughs> yeah, no. He, was, he wasn't. Yeah, he was walking by mm-hmm. before everything started. He was like walking. He had the mask on. Yeah, he had the mask on, uh-huh. yeah. Because the mask yeah. gets in places. <laughs> and Motley Crew was there and everything. Motley Crew. Speaking of Motley, I, I had lunch next to Tommy Lee. So, Not, uh, yeah. that's the truth. Did you have to sit further away because of his large penis? Oh, is that a thing? Anyway, must been lying about that. was dirty. No, because he, he did that movie with, and it, it, it really ain't that big. Was it a movie <laughs> or was it uh, just like a film with Pamela Anderson? Just shooting it on the boat. Oh, that was like the original, like, home <laughs> celebrity uh I mean, I watched tape. it in the theater. I don't... <laughs> you had to because the screen had to... I'm sorry. That's terrible. Um, You, you know, while we're throwing that in there, we'll get to wrestling. I swear to God we will. But And, and you know, shout out to God. Spoiler alert, we never do. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, you, we might. You mentioned Motley Crue. Uh, they got the hair band tour going uh, this year. Motley Crue, Poison... Def Leppard and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Uh, so they're going all around, all four bands at the same time doing the stadium tour. So that's going to be pretty interesting. I doubt they'll be playing at the same time. I think they're playing the same show. Same, right? Sorry. I, I, I justify myself. Yes, the same show. Uh, and they're, they're coming to Washington, they're coming to Philadelphia. Who headlines that? Because that's a. You, you know, I don't. I was going to ask you that. that uh, they're all big. four on the same level, aren't they? I would think. Is there one that stands up above the other? They've all they were all big. They were they all had platinum. Gold, I don't. Know. I mean, I all guess kind of records. I guess we'd we'd have to count the singles, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Know Def, any of those bands? Probably Def Leppard. You think? I think Def Leppard. Okay. Probably is the headliner. That would be. Who uh, was the last one? They seem to like release the, a song. The most recognizable. Mm. Because that that might have been Def Leppard. That could have been. And we saw Joan Jett and the Blackhearts at WrestleMania. Because uh, they played, yeah, uh, after midnight, they played out uh, Ronda Rousey. That, oh, that's Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I'm going with Poison, just because they're my they're my favorite, uh, and I grew up with them. So, I'm going to go I don't know. What's the Poison song? What's the most popular Poison song? Um, Every Rose. Every Maybe. Rose has its thorn, you know, and, pro- and probably, uh, what's his name, Brett Michaels, Bret Hart? Brett, uh. 
That's that's the lead singer. Oh, Brett hair. Michaels is Brett. the lead singer. Boy yeah. Singer. Ah, Brett okay. Michaels, not not Brett Hart. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> Brett Michaels. I'm thinking Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and it's uh you know Rock of Love, and he did all that, so he might be the most recognizable public figure out of all of them. But he's also might be in sixty years old, so he might. Yeah, all of them are up there. I would so. say it's not like any of the any of the other guys are any younger. No, guys. no, it's not Rolling Stones old, but it's up there. So go go check it out. You know, check out the stadium tour. It's it's you know if you can get tickets. See, this is what we were talking about offline a little bit, and I want to hear your uh, you know take on this too, Big Ugly, because this is something we've been dealing with forever. Um, so here's here's if you want to go to an event like a concert or a wrestling match, what we used to do back in the day, we used to go to. Um, Sears or one of the department it stores. It, I'm sorry, thank you, Hex, the Hex company. Uh, or we'd go to Record and Tape Traders or one of those places that sold Ticketmaster tickets. We would wait in a line, uh, and you do. You, sometimes you camp out a little bit, and then you go and you buy a physical ticket to go see a show, and you sit in a seat. Now it's a little different. Um, so, what what's the last big like thing you had to buy a ticket for? Say on Ticketmaster, Big Ugly. Um, twenty one pilots tickets. Okay, and was that Ticketmaster? Right yeah. Okay, now was that an actual ticket or did it say verified resale? Oh, dude, I don't know. I mean, I didn't get an actual like paper ticket. It was just electronic. Okay, was it on? You're on the phone. The yeah, barcode? it was on the phone. Yeah. Okay. Barcode, yeah. Got it. How about you, Corey? What the last last thing I bought tickets to? Yeah. I don't know. I'm turned to. I I decide not to go to so many things because the. Ticketmaster, or they are the scalpers now. So mm. I'm like, uh, no, you know what? I just I looked at the the tickets for the Rascal Flats retirement tour, okay. and uh, um, they're coming. What is, I don't remember what pavilion. I think it was uh, Jiffy Lube, but the, okay. but because Ticketmaster is scalping tickets now, it's like it was like three hundred fifty dollars for a lawn seat for one lawn mm. seat, not the fancy new lawn balcony. The old one, way in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that'd be Merryweather. That's Merryweather. Yeah, no, because it's not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jiffy Lube, which doesn't have those. But either way, it's like the the worst seat in the place. Yeah. is three hundred fifty dollars. When and theoretically, like, dude, like really, guys, like what are you doing? So the idea behind this, and we were talking about this a little offline, is that Ticketmaster is. It's selling, or, or it's it's these third or fourth party, fourth party companies that are coming in and blo- buying all these blocks of tickets for all these events. Most recently, Pearl Jam at the Royal Farms Arena, which is going to be on March 28th, which we fear there might be a lot of empty seats because the tickets were sold out before they ever went on sale. And if you are uh, a regular individual trying to go buy a ticket on Ticketmaster, you can either not get it, or if you get it, you're going to be paying 10 times the face value after taxes and fees and whatever to get into the event, which most people... I'm sorry, you're doing, paying how much? Am I right about that or am I, I wrong? I missed the percentage. 10 times the Ten face times. value. So if you talk about so a you, $50 ticket Do you remember, ticket, do you remember in, ni- in, in the 90s when Pearl Jam sued Ticketmaster yes. because of the 100% surcharge? That's what it was? Wow. So, I didn't remember the... Damn. So and that 10%, was Pearl Jam. 10% is really lowballing. I, I am. I'm just thinking about a $50 ticket up in the 300 because section. Because the standard price mm-hmm. is already twice what what uh, what it should be. What it should be. Okay. And then from there, it only gets worse. So how did this happen again when there was a lawsuit 20 years ago, and this is now Pearl Jam coming back to Baltimore for the first time I'm in 10 sure years? Pearl Jam lost that. 
it's a damn shame. But yeah, it's it's awful. And they, I mean, they they warned us back then that the Ticketmaster was just going to get worse. And, and, and Ticketmaster age made it worse because yeah, now all the scalpers they don't have faces. It's all done online. So. Yeah. So now instead of you know it's some guy standing in line in the box office and buying ten tickets, mm-hmm. it's like you said, it's a, a company. Yeah. Buying three hundred tickets. Right. And and reselling them for stupid amounts of money and doing it through not only Ticketmaster but somebody's third or fourth party which we we talked about earlier when they do it through Ticketmaster that means Ticketmaster is getting paid twice for the same ticket yeah and they release them in spurts like you go back and say tickets will be released soon and then they do it in small doses yeah yeah which is which if as a wrestling fan that's not uncommon because you know they they always did the televised events Mm -hmm. in sections so that it looked it looks full on camera um, but like for a concert that doesn't have cameras, it's really weird. It just, uh, it just, it's it's crazy because I would I would love to go see Pearl Jam, but I mean I'm not gonna spend all that money to go through Ticketmaster or anybody to try to do that. So. Yeah, like I'm I'm not spending six hundred dollars to go see Rage Against the Machine scream about ca- how bad capitalism is. So oh sorry guys. God. And and I'll say Ticketmaster did me okay because I I did have a ticket to go to the AFC Championship game that Baltimore never got to, as far as the Ravens are concerned. And they did refund my money in seven to ten days. Now, granted, it was an exorbitant amount of money for two tickets. Um, but, you know, it was an AFC Championship game. It was about the experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um... No, I, I don't know what you're saying. I'm sorry. That's not... Anyway, you know, <laughs> you gotta... And the one thing about Ticketmaster is it's... When you get the barcode, it is good. You ninety nine percent of the time there's there's no issue with that. I will say ninety nine because I know there's that one instance, but it's crazy how we cannot just go to an event and you know wait for tickets and try to you know it goes on sale for everybody at the same time so and try in, to get it. Interestingly enough, those barcodes uh, they regenerate every like nine or eleven seconds or something stupid, so you can't even take screenshots right to use. Um, and also. We went to see Garth Brooks mm. here at the arena, and we're we're waiting in line to be let in, and the system to scan the cell phone tickets, the digital tickets, went down. God, so That's... it was awful. I just want to hand somebody my ticket and have them rip off the perforated end now, and give it back to me. Now, Nine Inch Nails, on the other hand, um, a few years ago, they coordinated an event with all of the. Um, venues mm-hmm. on the tour uh, for a uh, a, re- a release a physical world release okay so you had to wait in line in person to get the tickets hmm. Phys- um, physical tickets too and was that concert full oh yeah uh, well, well I mean it was nine inch nails so was, <laughs> I was about to say you know they're they're always full there you go. So, and, and this is going to happen in the pro wrestling world too, you know, as far as tickets go. So just be careful out there. And again, we're not promoting anybody. We're not downplaying anybody. Not necessarily. Just be careful out there. Oh, I am. Uh, <laughs> screw Ticketmaster. So Corey Berger is uh, is all over that. Um, so, as we transition into uh, pro wrestling here, uh, let's 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 throw out some names. Uh, Edge, Randy Orton, Matt Hardy. 
so we all saw Edge come back. Has been soon to be has been and wow, still got potential. Oh, which one is that? Matt right? Hardy. Okay, no, in in the order you listed. Yeah. Oh, in that order. Okay, I got it. Um, so we all saw. Yeah, because Matt Hardy's hilarious. So yeah. even like even yeah. when his body's done, like right. still, still still put yeah. him on camera. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> I will watch him all day. Uh, Edge came back at the Royal Rumble after nine years, and uh, he made a pretty good impression. Did not win the Royal Rumble, which is fine. And then came out the next night on Raw and got taken out by Randy Orton. So a little resurgence of his character there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then uh, a couple weeks later, Matt Hardy came out. And very interestingly, to interrupt Randy Orton and talked pretty much almost a shoot promo uh, against Randy Orton, and then Randy Orton ended up taking Matt Hardy out. So Matt Hardy is at the end of his contract with WWE. I'm sure he's been approached by AEW, and I think the rumor and innuendo is that Matt Hardy could be one of the leaders, if not the ultimate supreme leader of the Dark Order in AEW when they do reveal. If there's a bunch of masked characters in AEW coming mm. out and causing havoc. Gotcha. Um, and they, they have a Dark Order supreme leader or whatever, but they have never announced them. So the question is, Matt Hardy... As long as it's not Vince McMahon. Because the last time they did that, it was really It was me, Austin! Go ahead. Yeah. I'm so dis- I just remember being young and being disappointed by that. Um, yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, I feel like, number one, WWE is losing out big. They did not capitalize on Matt Hardy at all. Nope. Can he go to AEW and use the broken slash woken gimmick? This is what the third or fourth time that they didn't capitalize on Matt Hardy. Yeah, yeah. man, it's like it's like you literally take the the biggest star in TNA. You're like, all right, we want to take him, we want to bring him here. You bring him back, and he has to just go back to the old Hardy Boys gimmick, which I get because there's probably some legal stuff there were, between that. There were I get that. Legal stuff. I get and then that. They, they let Jeff Jarrett in the Hall of Fame, and magically all those problems disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> so Matt Hardy is able to do the woken thing. He yep. does it for a while, then they get rid of it and they get him back to just being the Matt old Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. It's it, I, I don't they they could have capitalized on it. They didn't. It's like it was one of those things that we keep talking about that was not supposed to get over when it was. I think WWE just wanted to take it away from from TNA. Every, TNA. From, well, from right. everyone else and everyone remember else. They were they were unifying all the tag team gold in the universe, right? <laughs> So they they had a bunch of belts, yeah, uh, including the MCW. They sure did titles. That's it's, right. It was really disappointing that they didn't show up with all that gold. <laughs> they could have wrong. And then even and then even, again they dropped the ball because at the airport. Uh, WWE when they brought them back had two tag team titles, mm-hmm. and they call them they called it the WWE Universe. So they still should have. They should have had the Hardys go on the quest to unify, so unify all the tag, all team, the tag team gold team. in the universe. That would cool. Yeah, yeah. It, all these it would have been, but you know, just didn't work out. WWE. Yeah. So and that's, Jeff got that's a great idea, but but we got we got something better for you, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dusty from the grave right there. Um, so it's and Jeff's been busted a couple times, you know. For uh, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, and it's a damn shame too. Uh, but Matt is still stronger than death, um, as his T-shirt on Instagram will tell you. Uh, so he's he's promoting his brand and his gimmick online. So when that that axe does come down and he does get let go and the contract does not renew, uh, he's going to show up anywhere he wants. And now your question was, can he use it? 
I think there's certain things that when WWE trademarked and licensed, they did it in their own way. And uh, with Jeremy Borash, who came with TNA, I think he had a lot to do with those negotiations. But he can still be the character. He might just have to change a few words around. Hmm. Probably no more delete. The, the fans can do it. He can't do it. No, the fans probably will never stop doing it. They will it. never do it. Because they're still just doing like, it now, even though like he's coming out as Ben. what at Austin. Yeah. yeah. And everybody else that they can't hear when they're cutting a promo, which is pretty cool, too. Um, All right. So, so, I did want to say, I was just joking about, you know, Ed, I think the Edge looked fantastic. Yeah. Coming back. Even even in the ring, it's like, you know, he wasn't missing any beats. He, yeah. He looked good. Um, wasn't sloppy. Yeah, it wasn't sloppy. I'm excited to see... It's it's obviously leading to Edge and Randy Orton yeah. at WrestleMania. Yeah. I see. I've just never been a fan of Edge. Of Edge, yeah. just huh. not Edge fan. How about Orton? I, I will say. Well, I was when he started. Okay, but uh, I mean, see, sometimes you keep doing the same fan. thing and it gets kind of boring. Yeah, that's I've always felt like Orton was kind of boring. Like he has his moments. I just feel like overall, he's just when he's when he's like a heel, he's he's better, but. And he's also, he's got this thing about him where, like, he does amazing work in the ring, and he does, you know, he, like, he, he his mannerisms and facial expressions, that they, they work, and they do great. It just, it looks like he doesn't care enough to try. Gotcha, right. Like, it looks like he's just, you know, giving the least he yeah. gets, which is way more than a lot of other people have to give, mm-hmm. but it just, yeah. Um, could that be more character based and not just human oh, personality? Oh, one hundred percent could be. Yeah. could be part of the character. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm just and and they reinvent Orton a couple different times every th- every few years, face heel, face heel, and now it's That's not really reinventing. Yeah, I don't think he's because it's been re- it's like he's steady mostly just been, been the, the same, same person. For well, years. I mean, not, not yeah. necessarily him, but they, they maybe reinventing was the wrong word, just changing him around. Because he's been face heel, face heel. He can do it all. Yes, they do flip flop him. Yeah. Yes. So now because he'll get injured and yeah. he'll like come back, you know. So and now it's heel, and then they're dragging it out, making it seem like he's torn with what he did to Edge, you know, rated RKO and all that stuff. But it's obviously leading to something at WrestleMania. But before we get to WrestleMania, because we're on the road to WrestleMania, we have uh, NXT Takeover, which is tonight, uh, for all you folks who are listening, February sixteenth. The live listeners. For everybody as listening said. live. <laughs> um, we have the super showdown from. That's why uh, this is this is your pre-show. Lead you right into it. That's right. Um, super showdown in Saudi Arabia. Goldberg. Yeah, let's talk about Frock Lesnar's favorite superstar, Mikey Mike uh, Goldberg. Okay, so out of nowhere, literally out of nowhere, uh, they say Goldberg is appearing on SmackDown. And when he does, it's live via satellite. And he challenges The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, to a Universal Championship match in Saudi Arabia. Really? Why? That's what I wanted to hear from you guys. What? I mean, it's a name recognition. It's the Saudi Arabia deal that's lasting 10 years. See, I feel like they're just letting the, the the Saudis book the events themselves. That's what I really think is going on. It might be. Because, um, like, why... I just don't get why you keep having this... I mean, I, I get it. He's not, like... The guy didn't do things in the wrestling business, but, like, to just... He comes back into a title match? It's, it's just... I don't know. I've no. never, never really been a fan of that. Like, at least at least throw a couple opponents at him to show the fans that he can still go. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, and make you know make us think that he's worthy of a title shot. But I think that the problem is when you do that Saudi show, it's like you've got to have somebody like Goldberg in a marquee match, mm-hmm. and it's just like. You know, like last year they did him against the Undertaker, which made sense. You got these two legends in the business, but so it's like this year. What do you? What did do you it do? make sense though? Because I mean, it doesn't. Really it doesn't look like, like, It doesn't really make feel sense. like the Saudis are booking yeah. their own show. No, yeah, it doesn't make sense as in like real booking. No. But I'm talking about it makes sense as in these guys over here want to see these two big celebrities, you know, so yeah. to speak. So booking. I mean, because. I mean, the Saudi show like doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Right, like, hasn't seemed just, to yet. Yeah, yeah, nope, they kind of just write it off like it it never happened, which is weird because they promote it so heavy on the regular shows. But then like once it's over, it's just like okay, and and it, it doesn't matter after that. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't watched any of them since the I don't watch them. I don't watch them either. Yeah. So at, but and that was only because it had a big Royal Rumble. Yeah, that wasn't the greatest Royal Rumble. So, that's right. But I mean, well, that's, and that's arguable. Like. You, <laughs> They put more guys in, but I wouldn't say that it was it was I, any, they it was it any better than role. average. Yeah, I feel like I feel like there's no listen. You can't have the fiend lose, and then that's where I was going to go next. Having Goldberg lose is not really a good look for Goldberg when you want to use him again because, you know, for the most part, he's he's always set up as like almost like a Brock Lesnar ish yeah, so character. We're, now we're looking. Yeah, now we're looking at ending the main event in in a, with a dusty finish. Right, like. With a BS finish, like, uh, I don't even do it. And you can't do that. I mean, yeah, and listen, I, I mean, yeah. Well, you can. Yeah, I mean, you no, could. No, but it's like... Tip, people t- typically yeah. go home happy when the, you end it like that. The Fiend needs to look strong. But, I mean, they have done... They've already done a goofy finish with The Fiend before with Seth Rollins, so... Yeah. So, we gotta say The Fiend comes out of this with the Universal title. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, whatever they do does not make Goldberg look like doo-doo. Yeah. Um, and, and this is gonna be the main event of the show. So we're gonna get, uh, and also gonna get another women's match over in Saudi Arabia. I was gonna ask about that. Who's That's that? scary. Who's yep. wrestling? I believe it's uh, Bailey and I want to say Carmella. Is it Carmella? It's one. It's the SmackDown women's title because it's not Becky. Okay. Um, I hope that they're they're allowed to leave one time. Oh, time. It, uh, no, it's not Lacey either. Oh, but, yeah, that was the last time they couldn't leave. <laughs> right. Uh, they're all stuck. Um, so yeah, they're they are gonna have a women's match and it's gonna be a title match, and uh, so that's gonna happen on the twenty seventh, I think, of February. That's where Super Showdown happens, and then the Elimination Chamber, which is on March the eighth, which we have no idea. Uh, we'll be there, big ugly, but we have no idea what's happening yet. Right. Well, so you we know, there's a chamber match. Gotta believe there's at least one, maybe two, women's and men's, um, and uh, everything to lead up to WrestleMania. So. Well, we're going to see what happens with this Goldberg booking. Uh, John Cena is announced to make his return to SmackDown at the end of the month as well. So is this a is this a one-off, or is this an actual push to do something at WrestleMania? Or what, what do you guys think about that? And, and do do we... Um, is the right word, when, do we care? Wait, when does he that. make his appearance? It's at the end of the month, so it's going to be like the day after Super Showdown. I, uh, think, I think it's WrestleMania. Okay. I think that... The the movie John Cena just did about the being the firefighter with okay. uh, Tracy Morgan and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and Key. Um, I think that was amazing. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a hilarious movie. Okay, 
Why don't you check that out? And I mean, of as course, far as the wrestling goes, I, I mean, it's John Cena, so yeah. it's going to be received the and same I mean, way John Cena's always received. Yeah. Listen, and uh, we cheer know... for two seconds, and then they'll get bored. I'm sure they're going to be doing some cross-promotion with the Fast and the Furious movie, since John Cena's going to be starring in that, so I'm pretty cool. sure that's on the docket. But okay. I, I have to assume that he would be making their parents to potentially do something at WrestleMania. What would it be? Do we have any idea, like, what makes any sense at this point in time for John Cena? I don't, I don't think it's going to be nothing We're going to overly cross-promote with Fast and Furious and have him wrestle The Rock again? For the first time Oh, ever. Rock is done. Once in a lifetime? Yeah, Rock, Rock said he's retired. His so. daughter? I just, I'm just saying. Yeah. Just, just started at the Performance funny. Center, The Rock's daughter. Um, just started at uh, NXT Performance Center, so that's awesome. interesting. Yeah. Plus, The Rock will never be uh, in... <clears throat> Probably he won't be in another Fast and Furious movie. So, really, maybe. is he done with that franchise? Well, I think he'll be in like more maybe Hobbs and Shaw stuff, but like okay, him and Vin Diesel still, even though they've kind of settled their beef. Yeah, Vin Diesel still... apparently doesn't like not being the biggest guy on set. I don't, I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah. I, I really don't. I, didn't, yeah, I, I heard they had an argument. But yeah, I didn't they really they, care enough to look at oh, why. Yeah, they, they've had some serious beef, um, but they've kind of settled it. So he got in a fight but, then. Hmm? He got in a fight. Oh, The Rock. Yeah. The Rock's younger and bigger. And smelling. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, according to Fast Five, though, it goes to Vin Diesel. Apparently, Vin Diesel can't be beat in a Fast and Furious movie. Oh, of course. So. I mean, doesn't, oh, he write, yeah. doesn't he write the movie? Right. That's how that works. <laughs> yeah. you book. Hey, but you know what? Listen, say what you want about Vin, but few people have been able to take a franchise that's literally on its, like, what, ninth movie now? Least, where these movies are still making... Hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, these movies are blockbusters every single time. They're yeah. not falling off. And so, you know, I know that part of it is like, you know, I, I think Rock's complaint was like, you know, Ben maybe has an ego. He might be showing up to set late and all this stuff. Listen, say what you want. I don't know. Maybe the guy isn't the most professional. But he's accomplishing something that, you know, has, has seemingly been unheard of. Yeah. Like, who's been able to do this? It's true. Yeah. And uh, I'll probably I've seen all the Fast and Furious movies. I'll Sorry, probably we, see the we need to be on wrestling. We're back on movies. We need. To we talk were about talking wrestling. about wrestling, Sorry. but it got back. Okay, so let's see. Um, they need to stop putting wrestlers in so many and movies. movies. Right? No, they definitely don't need to stop doing <laughs> yeah. that. Amen. They need to do more of that. Actually, AEW has a pay per view. They're still going strong with Dynamites on Wednesday night. Their pay per view is on February 29th. There's a hell of a lot going on that weekend for professional wrestling. I still have not been watching Wednesdays. I saw. Uh, I mean, so how are you like it? I, I just you know I'm not watching it, but I I think it's getting better as time. It's taking time to establish itself and its established characters. You got Jericho at the top being the biggest name, the biggest character, and the champion. Um, and everything's kind of, you know, feeding down towards him. We were talking about the Dark Order, and that's kind of like a middle middle storyline that Matt Hardy may, be, may or may not be involved in, but they, anybody can be can put a mask on, so that's pretty cool. It's not me. It's not you. It's not Corey Berger. Um, the wrestling is good. It's very quality. Um, they have a storyline going on right now between um, MJF, who is a young, rising heel, very, very good at everything he does against Cody, so be, uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, so putting him up against a, a legend and a veteran like that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, they have John Moxley and uh, AKA Dean Ambrose going against uh, Chris Jericho, so that's a feud that's happening uh, in AEW, which is very interesting for the world title. Uh, they have they got um, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, which is uh, their tag team champions, but Adam Page just likes to 
hang around and drink while Kenny likes to wrestle. So they're they're creating characters. And most importantly, they have Nyla Rose. They sure do. Who is the new AEW Women's Champion? Shout out to Nyla. Uh, she did win this past uh, yeah, Wednesday. That, yeah, and they and she's had some pretty good matches too. She's doing a great job in AEW. Also have uh, <laughs> Doctor Britt Baker, aka the girlfriend of Adam Cole, baby, um, who has turned heel and is using Tony Schiavone to get the rub, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. So they're they're being creative with it. They're doing okay. Okay. Um, they're going to a lot of different places. They just had the Chris Jericho Rock and Rager Cruise Part D, the second one, uh, where they had wrestling on top of the cruise ship, and they had uh, Chris Jericho's band Fozzie and all kinds of other stuff on a four-day cruise. So that's that's pretty neat that they did that. Um, I, I'd say check it out. And then the pay-per-view is on the 29th. That's definitely worth watching. They do one pay-per-view every three or four months. So keeping it fresh with their two hours of TV that they have. And they also have AEW Dark. Which I think is online, if I'm not mistaken. You can watch that online, which is like their pre-show. I just I like how they're not oversaturating their market. Not at all. Not even close. When like WWE, where there's a show on every night. Yeah. And constantly um, stuff on the network, and it's like it's so much. It's just new content on the network. They got cameras following every single one of them around all the time, just so they have content for something else. <laughs> they got the Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. A few of them, well. yeah. Yeah. The Miz and Mrs. on USA, got the Total Bellas, we got the Divas, you know, all this yeah. other stuff. And also, I wonder if it's his show coming back. You know, he had the Broken Skull. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so actually now he's doing the um, the Broken Skull podcasts or whatever it is, um, interviewing people like The Undertaker and Kane, on, and it's the, on the WWE Network. The Edge and Christian show was good. That was good. They're totally reeks of awesomeness. And, uh, and Legends House. They need to get another one of them in the works because that was good. They got plenty of people up there to do it. Um, but yes, they, they are bringing back the... Uh, Whatever that the interview show that he did that was like a half hour long where he had a conversation. Yeah, yeah. His po- yeah, because I mean he used to do his podcast on there, right? But now then they nixed that after the Dean Ambrose thing. But I guess they brought him back to do. Yep. And now it's not even his podcast. It's just he's doing interviews on the WWE Network, but he's doing his own podcast all separately. Right. But they're fueling him and funding him because he does promote WWE. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, WWE just needs to stop backing off of stuff so quickly like they I felt like with the network it would just be like they just kept starting and stopping stuff you mm-hmm. know yeah but what's all that new content that Corey's talking about they gotta just keep making way for yeah. new content like yeah but that's the day. problem though it's like you don't need to keep making new stuff like why don't you continue keep with, going yeah, with some with, of the some of the other yeah. stuff that, yeah. that, that worked like I thought Breaking Ground was a great show yes it was and Breaking Ground I think they only did the one season mm-hmm. of it well, the, and it was just done the round table discussions yeah. were great but like why why do you keep rebranding it every two or three years right I mean why not just keep it yeah just keep the show going yeah. it gets you know it gets a it's brand like they have, it, yeah. the show itself will get a brand yeah. familiarity and but whatever and WWE backstage is close but it's got the WWE stamp all over it I mean and it's on Fox it's at 11 o'clock at night on a Tuesday and it's live but and it tries to be a shoot show kind of like Talking Smack was on the on the network but it's it's, it's all right. Yeah, man. It's 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 yeah. It's hard because it's like yo. It's one of them shows that it's like everybody sees through it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you gotta just let it be Natural. real and raw. Yeah. Much like the show. Who was that guy that was doing the show with uh, JBL and Corey Graves? But he was like the interviewer. He used to wear the blazers with the t-shirts all the time. He doesn't do anything with them anymore. He was like a. He must have been like a. Josh reporter. Matthews. 
The, no. The radio guy? The radio guy, yes. Oh. Remember? Yeah. It was Corey Grace. And, and like, they used to shoot. Right. Because I remember the one time Corey Grace said something about Shaman Man, like not being interested in the Shaman Man, man. Right. And they had words afterwards because of that. Like, that right there was, like, that's <laughs> that's what backstage needs that's to be. That's backstage. That's, back, that's what backstage needs to be. Yeah, like, that's your... Where you're just straight shooting. There's no... There's no TV about it. There's no, you right. know. That's what Deacon Storm said. Backstage stuff. Yeah. Shout out to him, too, for being an interviewer yeah. on Ring of Honor yeah. and also doing Bruvs, B-R-U-V-S. Yeah. Check that out on Facebook. Only one shooting is Sam Punk when he comes on there. You know, yeah. It's like he's the only one that doesn't have an agenda or a script. Yeah. Um, and he's only on once every couple of weeks. Right. So, it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. We'll all still watch some of the road to WrestleMania. It'll be interesting to watch, and we'll be on the road to Philadelphia in a couple weeks. Um you know, for the Elimination Chamber. Uh, other things going on as we uh, take it home here on this podcast. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, I wanted to tell you about this ROH, Ring of Honor Free Enterprise show. So, again, tickets for free. No fees. No ticket prices. Um, they were selling all their old merchandise to get all that out. They were selling it very inexpensively. Um, the UMBC Event Center, the building was not are completely they, filled up. Are they are they offloading? Yeah. Like, to close shop? No, I don't think. Or to, I don't to think sell it, rather. Just, like, I think they're just getting rid of that old stuff because it was all stuff that people have gone on to AEW or WWE or whatever. It's all that older stuff. Okay. Um, Dudley Boys and Dean Ambrose and or, or John Moxley and Kenny oh, Omega so, and. So like they're still, they're not they're not like. They're not being shopped around. They like, said 2020 is going to be their biggest year according to the promo that they cut in the middle of this free enterprise show. They're so. lying. <laughs> you never know and. and it just seems like they have one hour of syndicated television on a week. Um, they're about four weeks behind what their actual stories are. And uh, the iPay-per-views, the internet, that you know you can watch those. But this Free Enterprise show was actually a decent wrestling show. Uh, it wasn't too bad at all. They had a battle royal start off the second half. And there was a lot of legends in this battle royal, just to name a few. Uh, the Blue Meanie. If you remember him, in fact, from the BWO. Gangrel, who uh, had the blood gimmick. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Uh, Crowbar, who was a WCW guy way back when, and also a stunt person in the Royal Rumble, Ready to Rumble movie. Um, and then uh, they had spots for everybody, and Maria Manic kind of took over, and she was uh, in the EWA Pro Wrestling several years ago. Um, she kind of took over the match, and then there was a masked superstar who ended up taking off the mask, and it was... Um, uh, I can't remember his damn name. Uh, Flip Flip Gordon, um, and he actually won and won himself a title match. Bubba Ray Dudley uh, came out to interfere and powerbomb Maria Manic through a table. All of 350 pounds, man, that man is big, uh, Bubba Ray. So, uh, and the Briscoes are still in the Ring of Honor. And they have been for a long time. It was not a bad show, but I couldn't tell you heads or tails of what was happening because there's nothing to follow really, unless you're on the internet. Uh, but it was a very good professional wrestling show. I have no problem with it. Um, let's see. Uh, we did mention earlier, I don't know if this was offline or online, that WrestleMania was announced for Hollywood, Los Angeles, um, 2021, in the new SoFi Stadium, which is the... Yeah, we mentioned it because you said that they're trying to beat their... Be- beat record. their own record, right. So, wait, this stadium is going to be bigger than the Dallas Stadium? Uh, it's supposed to be... It's like eighty percent of it's a stadium, and then there's like a, like a t- like an internal town area, like that you can shop mm-hmm. and 
sure. work, live, whatever. But the stadium itself is supposed to hold 80,000 people for a football game. It's where the uh, L.A. Raiders are, are supposed to be playing next year. Right. The stadium's not even done being built yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh boy! Because Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns were standing Let's in the stadium. Finished. Yeah, well, they got events this summer, so they better finish it quick. So they got events starting in September, including that uh, Poison Hairband Stadium tour that we were talking about. Uh, so they're supposed to be done by the summer, and WrestleMania is supposed to be there in March of next year. So yeah, if you add floor seats and all this other stuff that they're going to have. They, they're trying to reach 100,000. Hey, man, we need to hit that one up, man. Think so? Yeah, we going to Hollywood? Let's go to Hollywood. Man. Okay. Hollywood. We thinking about it. We take the Dirty Ogie Wrestling across the country. Cross country, right. <laughs> Cross country tour. And, uh, you know, I'm sure through uh, Ticketmaster and under all their wonderful ticket outlets we can find. Um, but WWE offers travel packages as well, so we'll talk about that. Anyway. I, th- I think that'd be the way to go. Yeah. Let's... Do it all through WWE. Let's do it. Anyway, uh, we have been here on episode 78 uh, for quite a while. We've had a great interview with Samantha Brooks, personal fitness trainer, plant-based, all of that. Corey Berger, thank you for joining us again for the seventh time. Well, thanks for having me on. Of course. And uh, we'll have you back for number eight sometime soon. And our next podcast is going to be on the way to and from the Elimination Chamber in Philadelphia, which will at least be uh, myself, Big Ugly, CM Funk, and uh, Jason Justin Tucker will be joining us as well. And we're going to have a good time in Philadelphia. That It's going to be too sweet. Li- literally too sweet this time. So Big Ugly. And maybe we can get some plant-based cheesesteaks. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we get some cheese-based cheesesteaks, I'm all right with that. So uh, what else you got for us? How are we wrapping this show up, Big Ugly? What, anything uh, on your mind that we need to... Uh, magnums? Cap on? Sorry. Magnums. All right. The condom? No. <laughs> Magnum PI? I mean, you asked how to wrap. Either one. Things. Yeah, let's just, yeah. I got uh, it. Reynolds wrap? Reynolds, yeah. uh, I love Do it. Do not recommend yeah. that. And that'd be bad. You know, breathing is good. Fundamental. But anyway, it's been a pleasure. Uh, always uh, setting with you in the mansion. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back for episode 79 or 79 and 80 if we split it up. It'll probably be all the same on the podcast, the Elimination Chamber. Um, Ooh, a two-parter. <laughs> How about that? Royal Rumble could have been a two-parter. That was three and a half hours long. But, hey, we're good. Uh, thank you, Samantha Brooks. Thank you, Corey Berger. Thank you, Big Ugly. And we'll be back with and you next time. thank you for listening. <laughs> Live, as, as Corey has said I feel times. like this entire podcast had nothing to do with wrestling. We, we I, got to I it at the end. The, <laughs> the name is just going to be Tangents. Dirty Ugly Tangents. And tangents and Fitness. Dot com. We do the yeah. redo the uh, the logo and just cross tangents out. fitness and has been. <laughs> That's all we so, talked about. <laughs> That's going to be the new logo. Deacon Storm, we're reaching out to you for that. Um, so yeah, you know what? We we talk about a lot of different things. So uh, uh, contact us through Facebook or uh, Twitter or Instagram. Tell us what you want us to talk about, and, and we will. And uh, we'll do it next time. So thank you, everybody, on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Three, two, one. Deuces, Deuces XFL.